Welcome to America's Heroes Group podcast with information and resources that's disseminated intentionally to empower our military population with host Vietnam veteran Cliff Kelly, co-host Iraq veteran Colonel Dr. Damon Arnold, and co-host Army National Guard veteran Sean Claiborne. And now, America's Heroes Group podcast. Good afternoon, good afternoon. Welcome to America's Heroes Group on WVON 1690 AM, the talk of Chicago. I am Vietnam veteran host Cliff Kelly. America's Heroes Group is a live streaming podcast, global platform, radio, print, and digital media broadcast show that empowers change agents through intentionally disseminating information, resources, and referrals to empower our military population. And welcome to America's Heroes Group, our roundtable, and our partner, the Veterans Legislative Voice. Today is Saturday, May 6, 2023. May is Mental Health Awareness and Asian Pacific American Heritage Month. Our host is Cliff Kelly. You heard him at the top. I'm Sean Clayman, the co-host. Our executive producer is Glenda Smith, filling in as tight as today, doing a great job. He's also a studio engineer. Our digital media producer is Ivan Ortega of Scouts Honor Productions. And we have, once again, Stephanie Collada, our partner, U.S. Army Reserve Sergeant First Class Veteran and founder and creator of the Veterans Legislative Voice, we're going to talk about the debt ceiling. If it's not raised, then how will it directly affect veteran services and programs? We're going to talk about that and see what happens. How are you doing, Stephanie? I'm doing all right. Try not to stress out about this, and I'm sure I'm not alone. <laughs> and I'm not stressing out about it because I, I, I believe that things will, so once again, as the, this show too passes, We've been through this road many, many times in the past, although a lot more is at stake, it seems, because the money's bigger. We're in the middle of a, of a uh, uh, well, some people say a recession, but we're in the middle of a very big inflationary period. And this could have dramatic effects in this particular economic situation, economic uh, uh, situation we have in our country right now and around the world. So tell us, how is this going to affect veterans programs and the VA directly? Well, there's a lot of questions on that. The, so everything is really surrounding um, a congressional bill that has passed the House, and it's really being headlined by uh, Representative McCarthy, and it's called the uh, Limit, Save, Grow Act of 2023. And it talks about, and it's basically providing what says, provide a reasonable increase to the debt ceiling and other purposes, which is also a whole lot of cuts to tax credits to um to government spending, specific, more specifically discretionary spending, um, which is the for the, you military out, uh, out there, it's kind of like a nice-to-have option <laughs> uh, spending that people might know that term for. And it, that's really what is bringing a lot of people into this game of chicken because they uh, the Republicans have pushed this through the House, and... It basically strips a lot of the things that Biden and his administration has gotten to pass, or at least improved on, and it rescinds a whole lot of it. And uh, the Democrats do not want to budge on this. They're, they're not willing to, um, to go along with this bill, and it most likely wouldn't even come to a vote in the Senate. And it's very scary because the money should be running out by June 1st. Uh, Four days before my birthday, I'm so excited for that, and um, and the country can default. And when a country defaults, a lot of really 
uh, scary things can happen because when the government can't pay their bills, they can't pay Social Security checks. They can't pay VA disability checks. Um, they, would ha- they wouldn't even be able to borrow anything because right now, for the past five months and some change, the Treasury Department has been borrowing, um, which isn't a good thing because they are also charged anywhere from 0.6% to 5% fees on top of the money they're borrowing, so we're actually spending more money going through this debacle than anything. Mm. But, but keep in mind that yeah. we, the Treasury borrows money this in general anyway, with even without a debt crisis. I mean, the, that's how the government yeah. works. They issue treasuries and, and bonds, long-term, short-term treasuries, and overnight cash, mm-hmm. bank notes, in order to, to stay going. However, like you bring up a, a very important point, the fact that we're adding more debt and we're not paying on the debt can have dramatic effects on the ability to uh, to uh, keep bond prices in line. Because if we default on our debt, bond prices could really take a beating, and that's going to be very scary right now. People, the bond market is what is what determines your interest rates and your credit cards, your loans. Mm-hmm. It determines all these different types of things that happen in the economy. It's the thing that most directly affects the everyday average American. If the bond market is jacked up, then you, then yeah. spending is going to be jacked up in your household. And to keep it yeah. short, so the so the, this is a it's, it's it's kind of an egregious um, tactic. We talked about this in the past, where you're using essentially the, the 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 financial stability of the economy and the everyday American as hostage in order to get something done. Now the problem is, and I want to get into this a little bit further. Uh, the Republicans want to make these cuts, and the article that you brought uh, we, we talked about. On the VA website, the news.va.gov, have a couple of bones to pick with that. Mm-hmm. But that talks about 22% reduction in spending to the VA. So what are some of the programs and things that they're talking about cutting out, the Republicans want to cut out? And I'm, and I'm bringing the issue up because this is mainly a Republican issue. They want to bring these cuts into play. Right. Okay. So there's a lot of things going on with the bill that I mentioned. The thing is, is that the bill does not specifically state where the discretionary spending limits are applied to. It does not state it that so-and-so such uh, is applied to defense spending, to the VA, you know, to Department of the Interior, what have you. So we, so they would, the Biden administration had to do a little bit of math for us. Um, and so they broke it down is that just imagine it's 1.4 Oh, gosh, trillion, I think. or mm-hmm. No, that's the spending limits, but it's a lot of money. About 40% of the discretionary spending is for defense spending. And we know nine times out of ten, the Republicans won't do cuts to that. So that gives us 60%. And with the uh, percent, and then with the rest of the money, that means they would basically have to double the cuts to non-defense spending um, areas, agencies. And that's where they come up with the 22% reduction rate. Um, and so a lot of people have been fighting back and forth about that, that because it doesn't say in the bill that it's a specific cut to the VA, the Republicans are saying, we're not actually cutting the VA. Well, the thing is that they're not saying where they're cutting at all. And if they wanted to make sure that the VA or even the Department of Defense will not be applied to these spending limits, they should have written that in the bill. But they mm. did not. Mm. And that's the scary part, is that they did not specifically say where the exceptions were. Because if they actually went along and did the, put in, did not, or 
went along and said where the spending limits are. That's more fuel for the fire for the next election that's happening in 2024. So them being as vague as possible is a route that they're taking to make sure that they don't burn more bridges. So what, so what about the, uh, the VA's website? Because the VA even has mm-hmm. a, on their website talks about that there are specific things that the, that the bill, the proposal, which they don't name names, yeah. you know, which, I thought was, which I thought was interesting, which I understand because of the VA. They can't really take sides. Um, Biden has a, yeah. has a bill out there to which he's already um, – um, some of which is already in, in play, which increase a lot of VA spending. So VA spending last year was something like $260 billion. Uh, 2023, VA spending is about $300 billion. The defense mm-hmm. budget is about $816 billion. Okay, We spend more money on the defense budget than we than China, Russia, North Korea, Canada combined. We spend more yeah. money on defense than the entire Western Hemisphere combined. We spend more money on defense than our nine largest enemies combined. We spend more money yeah. on defense than the continent of Africa. Yes. But Total. the thing of it is, they do not want to cut defense. They want to cut $30 billion out of the um, VA budget, which, you know, the article talks about, you know, wait times mm-hmm. for benefits being affected, uh, honoring our, our military veterans, making it, making uh, putting in more stipulations to uh, are making it a little bit more difficult for our veterans to get honored at the National Cemetery. So they're not building more cemeteries, which they need to do. They're taking that off the table. They're all construction on cemeteries. Also cutting um, housing for veterans, housing, infrastructure, health care, things like that. So what so the thing, the issue that I have is whenever we talk about spending cuts, we always talk about the spending cuts when it comes to paying for the bill that's due, which is the veterans that spent their lives overseas fighting for this country, coming back with all kinds of illnesses, toxic, toxic exposure. We had the PACT Act that was just passed. And by the way, yeah, mm-hmm. we might as well bring that up. So their proposal, the Limit, Save, Grow Act, the CBO, the Congressional um, Budget Office, says that that might save $4.8 trillion. This is a Republican plan. It's going to save $4.8 trillion possibly over the next 10 years. It doesn't yeah. solve the problem. However, it does make a big dent in the in the uh, budget deficit, which is a, is mm-hmm. an issue. We do need to tackle the bu- a budget deficit. We need to get ahead of that. Um, but in that plan, canceling student debt, so for uh, so discretionary spending, we talk about that. They want to cancel the student debt forgiveness plan. That's on the table. Yeah. Work around yeah. they're reducing uh, making work requirements for Medicaid for somebody's on Medicaid. You want to put in a work requirement, a person who's dis- technically disabled, that's why they're on Medicaid, but you want them, yeah. want them to work. Well, they're actually increasing the age of um, pushing them or incur- basically when you're in Medicaid on that certain program, you have to continuously show that you can't work or you're looking for work. Mm-hmm. And the current age limit for that is 50. The, um, the This bill was to increase it, I believe, to 57 or 56 but i'm i'm leaning towards 57 i can't find the actual number so it increase that age which is frustrating because the republicans have said multiple times that they're not going to touch the entitlement programs medicaid social security what have you and they're already starting to work on this so and they blatantly say it out there the other things that they do um like you said that they're they're rescinding a lot of things one of them is the green uh tax credits that had been put in. So all of those really great uh, things that we could be doing, you know, getting greener cars, adding more things to our home and getting a tax rebate or a tax uh, credit on that. But 
I thought Republicans love tax cuts and giving more tax money back to the people. But now they're rescinding those. So it's really frustrating on how those things are happening. To, to me, it's all hypocritical. I mean, the, the Republican yeah. um, idea or the or the the theme of Republicans are, are are great with tax cuts. That's to me, that's that's not even. That's, if you look at the data, it's not really accurate at all. That's just a myth. No. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. the, both parties spend money, and both parties yeah. uh, do this basically a lot of the same things. I'm talking about Democrats versus Republicans. That's, I mean, people yeah. argue that that, that uh, Republicans are better on defense. Well, I mean, in the last few years we've had more defense spending over with Democratic presidents, and we've done more defense-wise with Democratic presidents than we did with uh, Republican presidents in the last maybe 20 years or so, since Reagan, yeah. really. Yeah. I yeah. mean, that's, that's I, reality. I, that's a that's a fact check. That's reality. But the problem I, yeah. ha- I still have is the fact that we're holding that we're basically uh, jeopardizing physical responsibility of paying bills instead of having mm-hmm. real conversations about things that do need to be addressed. I do believe that, yes, we need to get ahead of the de- budget deficit. That's something that's very important. It does make borrowing. Yeah. When you have a huge deficit, it makes borrowing costs more expensive. We already The Federal Reserve is already raising rates like crazy. So you want to add more fuel to the fire by trying to default on, on debt? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, going to lo- it's going to lower the entire co- um, country's rating credit rating too and a lot of people took a hit when that happened to the u.s in 2011 mm-hmm. if anybody remembers that because that crazy debacle the other thing i think is a big and, 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 mind, and mind you in that time we didn't default we did not default we got close we, we came we close did we didn't default but we still took a beating it's because of the mere yeah. the mere threat of not having your bills paid on time lower the standard importers lower the credit rating for the u.s treasuries first time it ever happened in u.s history Yes, yes, and it's so crazy. It is so crazy. Um, oh, yeah, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> I mean, we can. I mean, it's, it's the thing yeah, that I'm, I'm concerned about. I want to get your thoughts on this. Yeah. Is that so? What are veterans supposed to do if we first we have the PACT Act? It's that's there right now. Yeah. How do what? How does all? How do if we don't have the money to support all of these things? Then how do veterans get the? The services and the and the and the things that they've actually paid for with their service and what's written through their contract, their social contract with America, to make sure that we take care of our veterans. Where are they left? Uh-huh. So, the number one thing: talk to your congressional uh, elected official. Even no matter what side of the aisle they are on, let them know what the hell you're going through. Because it is good for them to know what's going on with their own individual constituents. You're going to have issues uh, no matter what side of the aisle you're, you're going to be on, especially if they don't sit in a Veterans Committee, Veterans Affairs Committee, which frustrates me. I've heard veterans being told from their own elected officials, there's nothing we can do because I'm not in that committee. Well, no, <laughs> that's not how things work. You go to the committee and you can get things working when you talk to them. You don't mm-hmm. have to be part of the committee to actually get things done. It's really frustrating in that way. Um, I mean, a good example is Representative Garcia from uh, Houston. She wasn't part of the Armed Services Committee, but that was where Vanessa Guillen came from. And she died in the Fort Hood area. Mm. So she actually worked with the Armed Services Committees because of this to make sure that this doesn't happen again. And so, I mean, 
representatives and senators can work outside of their own assignment. So keep that in mind, everybody, and definitely talk to people. And if you have an issue with your elected official, go talk to the press, honestly, because they need to be put on, on blast of when they're not supporting veterans. Um, one of the things that I really think is happening here that the Republicans are trying to make in a power move is that a lot of people think that um, Republicans stand behind veterans and they can take care of veterans. But we have a lot of evidence where that's not exactly true. I mean, the the PACT Act is one of them with that whole debacle with the um, Republicans deciding to vote against it at the last minute. Mm-hmm. That thing, So that's coming through. But since the PACT Act passed and a lot of other bills that had really helped out veterans like the Deborah Sampson Act, a lot of the uh, NDAs that's been coming out has been really improving things for veterans. If the Republicans can shorten and damage the relationship between Democrats and Biden with then veterans, that actually will be a stronger play for them to make for, for next elections because they can try to depend on the veterans to back them. And that was something that was a power move that also happened under Obama because Obama was trying to put and pass a lot of things to help veterans out. But then he had a lot of things come up in his administration that actually had really resulted from what Bush did. And so he lost a lot of the Obama lost a lot of his veterans base because of those things, that terrible long backlog of the VA disability um, claims, those type of things. Those things really screwed him over on his likability and it's from the base from the veterans. This is another thing that the Republicans are trying to do to hurt Biden's base with the veterans. Hmm. It's sad that we have to have shows like ours. They actually try to pierce through the this political veil that they kind of they kind of distorts facts and gets people riled up on you know, emotion. To, you know, the pointing finger is this person's trying to screw you over. That person's trying to screw you over. The reality is, both parties need to work together to get something done. Yeah. Yes. And so yeah. I don't. I don't necessarily. I'm, when, when at the end of the day. When, when the people need to think of it like this, at the end of the day, no matter who's in the White House and who's in Congress, if nothing's getting done and your and your services and things are not being met, the economy's not working the way it should be. You got to hold both parties accountable. Now, this yeah. is a, Repu- a Republican, you know, goofball move. I mean, if you look at this, all the stuff that's in the, their their bill or their proposal, none of this stuff is realistic. This is not realistic. There's a few things. There's a few things that I agree with, and there's a few. It's they have the funding for that, you know, unobligated and still money that's sitting from COVID-19 mm-hmm. okay, yeah. and actually the Inflation uh, Reduction Act. Mm-hmm. Those those unobligated funding, that's that bill would actually take those and try to pay back towards the debt. Okay, I, I so can that agree with part that. I yeah. agree with. I agree with that. Yeah, that's that's really, a good idea. That's one of the smart things that they're doing. The that's other thing, that's, stuff, the thing is like so close much. to a trillion dollars there, right off the off the bat, just by just by handling that part of it. Yeah, tens of millions of dollars. They're saying I haven't gotten an exact number, but they say tens of millions of dollars. Which mm-hmm. to me, you know what? Do it because yes. I used to be a budget I used to be a, a budget person for the Army Reserve, and mm-hmm. it was not fun. And I would I would move that money in a hurry. Yeah, I think it was. Just I think at, at its height, it was close to a trillion dollars, and some of that might have trickled down because we were. T- we yeah. had talked about this before in previous conversations, like what is going on, going on with this money. But then again, that was back in 2021, 2022, you know, or mm-hmm. before 2020, maybe early 2022. So who knows how much is left of that money and where it's been siphoned yeah. off to. But yeah, 
I agree with so, that. I mean, definitely do yeah. that. But when you spend, so, you have we have one point eight million. Uh, one point, uh, one point four. I'm sorry, one point three to one point four million, depending on what what studies you look at. People in the military yeah. serving today. Mm-hmm. Now we spend about eight hundred sixteen billion dollars on defense. We spend more money on defense than anybody else in the world. We spend more money on defense yeah. than, than most than the large the largest countries in the world: Russia, China, Canada, France. Throw that in there. Brazil. Throw that in there. North Korea. Throw South Korea. All the are, are the nine biggest GDPs in the in the world. We spend we outspend them on defense. A lot of stuff yeah. we don't even really use. We're not even using a lot of the equipment that we that we develop. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we got about a minute left. So take us out. Tell us what is the what what do you want to leave everybody with, um, and and as a final note. Don't believe everybody that's saying what they're saying on a podium. Take everything as a grain of salt. Research it on your own, and always, always, always talk to your congressional uh, elected officials. Let them know what the heck's going on so they can actually find out. It, some of them won't even know the price of a gallon of milk if it wasn't for the constituents calling and yelling at them. It's that simple. Stumpty Collado, always a pleasure to have you on our show. He was bringing us some good information, and this was a fiery once a day, but we have to keep an eye on this. And hopefully, like I said, I'm, I'm optimistic. I, I don't think it'll, it'll kind of come down to a, a default, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. It's coming soon. Okay. Thank you so much, Sean. All right. This is America's Heroes Group. We'll be right back. Thank you for listening to America's Heroes Group Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss an episode. And for more details, visit americashg.org.